communication mm. is your is your niche. Yes. Now. You talk talk about communication. Yes. Both from a personal point of view to a how to communicate within a corporate environment, business environment, within relationships, all the above. But communication is so much more. It's body language. It's self awareness. It's confidence. It's all the above. What is your definition of great communication? I use music as my metaphor. Mm -hmm. Great communication happens when you're able to move people with your music, and you can move people with your music. There's two areas that you've got to get good at. One is the music itself. Mm -hmm. You have to write great music. Second. You have to play the music really well.、Mm. Okay, so I look at it like that. So great communication is when your music moves people to either take action, move people in a way that you influence, you persuade, right? So that's great communication, and the message gets across. You get the point of the music. You go, oh wow, I've learned something. I, I get this. So I use music as my metaphor, and what I find is there's always this debate in the communication world. Is the content more important? Meaning, is the music more important, or is the delivery, the way you play, more important?、Mm. And, and the real answer is both. To me, great communication is when you're exceptional at what you do technically, and you're amazing at being able to communicate that across. To put it concisely, communication is connection, being able to connect very deeply. And you're very good at this because us sitting here, we don't really know each other that well.、Hmm. But look at the level at which we can connect right now.、Mm. So I base communication on、uh, somebody's ability to connect, and you're, you're connecting very well with me. And I think that just goes to show how great you are at communication. I'm really passionate about number one, building trusting relationships. And you talked about that. It's about holding the room, holding holding the the space for someone to be able to feel comfortable、mm -hmm. to speak. Like I believe communication isn't just the person who's speaking, but it's the person who's receiving. I'm really interested in your the work that you're doing with corporate world. Yeah. And、yep. how you educate? I'm so grateful to be working like with a brand like Microsoft. So they bring me in to work with all of the new hires. Every year, I'm responsible for training the aspirers, which is the new hires that they bring in. Five thousand people every year, four thousand to five thousand、yeah, wow. every year. They're engineers, so they bring me in to help these engineers. Communicate in a way that is more influential because a they're young, but the reason Microsoft hire them is because they're young and they're brilliant. But the problem is when you're young, you're afraid to voice your opinions, you're afraid to voice your ideas. So you've got great music, but you don't know how to bring that music to life so that those who are more superior than you, often older than you, will listen. And one simple example is if a young person doesn't speak in a confident manner and has lots of filler words and non-words in their language and don't use their body language well, don't storytell, then even if they have a great innovation. Innovative idea. That innovative idea dies on the battlefield with them.、Mm. So what I teach them to do is: sure, you've got an idea. I empower them to be able to bring that idea to life, to play the shit out of that music, so that when others listen to it, it gives that idea a chance.、Mm. It gives them a chance to be heard. Whereas so many ideas fall on deaf ears because a the person either lacks courage, b because the per person plays the music poorly, or c I mean. They don't feel empowered or don't have the skill set required to be able to bring it to life. I help them learn how to play their music more effectively in a way that's influential, so it's heard. Would you say that lack of self awareness piece is the main contributor to poor communication? Yes, you're unaware of how you come across. You have no idea how you're using the instrument.、And、this is how I know because when people listen to an audio of themselves, they freak out. 
They go, oh man, I hate the way I sound. Everyone says that, which means everyone doesn't review how they communicate. Mm. People don't even like how they look on camera, which again shows me that, well, it's because you don't review how you communicate. This is real time what you and I are doing. I can't be aware of how I sound and everything all at the same time while I'm doing it. It's too hard. Mm. Why do you think professional athletes watch their game back? I've, I've only just started journaling more in my life, probably two, three years ago. And when you journal, that is a way for you to review how you're living. And I've never done the before previous to, to three years ago, right? I review the way I communicate. I've been able to get to, you know, onto global stages with this technique, but I didn't use it for life. So when I realized that gap in my thinking, I immediately started journaling and that, that has changed my life because now, you know, I had a really shitty month of, a few months ago. And instead of going, wait, well, what made me feel shitty? I'm, I'm not even really sure. Now I can see my thoughts, my way of thinking that has contributed to me seeing life in a shitty lens. And I can go, I, I knew exactly actually what caused that. Yeah. And it was because of how I read a situation but I read it wrong. Yeah. So it allows me now to improve the way I see things that yeah. happen for the future. Yeah. So I think the process of reviewing and building self-awareness, critical for all areas of life. How important is that to you, hanging around the right people and, and seeking the knowledge of those who are close? You know, you're the direct reflection of the top five people you spend time with. Now, obviously there's a professional version of that. And I think there's a personal version of that mm. because I've got personal, you know, top 15. Yeah. And I'm never going to remove any of them. Yeah. Right? They're my, that's my tribe. That's my core. It's my family. I love mm -hmm. them. Right? My friends and my family. But then professionally, I'm fairly strategic with this. I align my professional top five with where I want to go. Whereas what happens often is we keep the same personal five, of course. And that really changes, but it does sometimes change. But then we also keep the same professional five. Make room for new teachers. Correct. For new mentors. And the most beautiful thing about great mentors is they know when their time has come to an end. They know when they sit down, they say to you, and I had one of my mentors do this. He goes, hey, Vin, <laughs> you've outgrown this mentorship and I have to set you free. This, these coffees now, I have nothing to teach you. You're teaching me way more and mm. it's, uh, you need to find someone new. And to find people like that is truly rare. Do you feel like that grit, determination and resilience that you got from your old man has been passed through and, and that's just sort of seeping through your blood right now. Is that kind of where that zest for life's come from? Is knowing that you've come from refugees, mm. parents who are refugees, to living a life where, you know, I mean, Australia is one of the luckiest countries no, in the world. Heaven on earth, man. Yeah. It really is. Absolutely. Yes. And it comes through the stories that he's told me that has made up who I am. Mm. I thought a lot about this because I think, you know, I didn't go through those experiences. No. So, so why does it impact me so much? You know, I didn't live through the war. I didn't nearly die because of the war. and, and, and So I've always thought, I mean, it's not genetic memory. No. Like, what the hell is it? And the more I think about it, the more I start to understand what makes us up as people. As a, what is your identity? Mm. My identity is made up of stories that I tell myself. It's the, from those stories, I form values. And from those values, I'm able to extract certain beliefs about what's possible and what's not possible. But it all starts with stories. Yeah. And when I was young, my dad filled my head with stories. Stories of adversity, story of overcoming hardships, stories of poverty. So I'm made up of those stories. So the foundation is set, isn't it? It's, yes. So my dad telling me the story since I was young that you can go from nothing, this is starting again in your late 20s. Starting again with nothing in a country, not even speaking the, the language, then to being able to build a life that was great. I mean, what we weren't abundant when I was young, but it was still amazing. Yeah. But to do that, that was the story I was fed. So you can do that. You, you, you can escape a war, survive. Yeah. And so, so, so that whole idea of anything is possible. So the door was open. Yeah, my mind was fully open. Yeah. 
because my dad would always tell me, see what we've been able to do. Mm. Nothing to this, halfway across the world to this. So then all of a sudden for me, that was a part of my DNA because it was stories that I've been fed already. Yeah. You see, that's the importance I think of, you know, what, what stories are we feeding ourselves? What story do you feed yourself? What mm. stories are you keeping and replaying in your head? Because in my head, I replay that story a lot. So then a lot of gratitude comes from that. Yeah. And a lot of grit comes from that. Because mm. I kind of, that's a part of me. Mm. But it's also very easy for me to play a different story, one of hate. And this still happens a lot in my community. When they think back to Vietnam, they think, oh, you know, you know damn these people. They, there's so much hate still. Mm. So I could play that story and then I'd be very different. What helped you push through while getting up on stage and really not believing in yourself? Yeah, okay. Well, two things. First thing is I'm not just me. I'm my dad. I'm my wife. I'm my son. I'm my father-in-law. I'm, there's a part of you mm. that's with me now after this session. I'm not just me. So I get a lot of comfort in knowing that what makes me valuable as a human being is not just Vin Jang. Mm. It's all those who've come before me. It's the wisdom that my grandparents have instilled in me. It's the wisdom that my mentors have instilled in me. It's the wisdom that all the books that I've consumed have instilled in me. So what gives me confidence on stage is I'm not standing there alone. I'm standing there with a hundred or more people behind me. You just can't see them. So that makes me feel less imposter syndrome. Your support crew. Yeah, well, because I'm not just me, I'm not self-made. I think if I believed that I was self-made, then yeah, I'd feel a lot of anxiety. Mm. But what keeps the imposter syndrome at bay is, hang on, no, this is not just me speaking. Some of the lessons I've shared with you today, I've learned from my, 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 my dad. I've learned from the wonderful books that I've read and we've mentioned the titles, right? So that gives me a lot of, that calms my mind and my wife has to always remind me of that. The second thing that gives me a lot of comfort is imposter syndrome is not my enemy. It's, it is my friend. Because if I don't feel imposter syndrome, right? So imagine, imagine I think I am the shit mm. and I'm sitting here. You'd feel the vibes of I'm the shit, yeah. right? Imposter syndrome stops me from becoming that because imposter syndrome reminds me that I'm human. Mm. It reminds me that, hey man, you got to get better. So I stop seeing it as this crippling foe that is there to crush me. But I see it now as a reminder to how are you being better? How are you improving? So I, I use it as a friend now. It, to me, it's a friend, a gentle reminder as opposed to a crippling. But sometimes it's still crippling, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's a lot less crippling now. Yeah. It's more become that kind of slightly mean friend. Yeah. Right? If you want something really magical, it's going to take a shitload of work. Yeah. Very good. Thank uh, you so much pleasure, for man. your time today. We're very lucky to have you. And thank you <laughs> for everything that you're doing. Obviously, you're changing people's lives every day, both thank you, in South Australia and Australia and the world. Keep up the good work and, and, and really appreciate everything that you do. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you, guys. Take care. All the best. Thanks for listening to the podcast. All You can check out the show notes if there was anything of interest to you and find out more about us at synergyiq.com.au. I am going to ask, though, if you did like the podcast, it would absolutely mean the world to me if you could subscribe, rate, and review. And if you didn't like it, that's all right, too. There's no need to do anything. Take care, guys. All the best.